This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1368, The Origins of Colors with Mignon Fogarty from Grammar Girl. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American host, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Colorado and New York City, USA. Have you ever wondered where names for colors come from? Today, our guest Mignon Fogarty from Grammar Girl will give us a background of the most common colors. Plus, find out how you can study colors to improve your English vocabulary. Today, we have a guest on the show. Mignon Fogarty is better known as Grammar Girl, five-time winner of Best Education Podcast in the Podcast Awards and inductee into the Podcasting Hall of Fame and the founder of Quick and Dirty Tips Podcast Network. She's the author of seven books about language, including the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. She has also appeared as a guest expert on the Oprah Winfrey Show and the Today Show. Now let's meet Mignon. This episode was recorded a few weeks in advance. Our understanding of the COVID-19 situation has changed since then. We hope you are healthy and safe. And we hope that All Ears English can be a bright spot in your day during this moment of uncertainty. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Mignon. Welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, guys. I'm so excited to introduce to you the host of Grammar Girl, Mignon Fogarty. She's here on the show today. Uh, Mignon, tell us a little bit about your show, Grammar Girl. I think a lot of our listeners are interested in grammar, that's for sure. Sure. Well, I tell people to think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. And the show um, covers things such as, you know, we definitely talk about grammar, but we also talk about the history of words and the rules and, you know, anything that has to do with language. Sometimes we talk about idioms, sometimes we talk about commas, but it's always about the English language. 
I love that. Yeah, it really is about so much more than grammar. You have some really interesting topics over there. So today, though, we're getting into a topic that we've never covered on this show. So we're talking about the origins of color names. Is that right? Right. Yeah. It's one of the fav- my favorite things that I've um, looked at over the years because I discovered that English didn't always have names for the mm. colors that we think of as so common today. Interesting. Interesting. So what? Col- maybe we just dive right into the actual colors themselves. What do you say? So what is the right. first color that you wanted to talk about and tell our listeners about? Yeah. Well, in nearly all languages, the first colors to get names were black and white. So if you hmm. say, you know, give it to me in black and white, you're using the oldest colors that we have. So in in, in old, old English, white could be something we think of as white today, like snow or milk or an old person's hair. But Mm -hmm. you'll find this, this will be a common thread about all the colors. Originally, they had white had a much broader meaning than it has today, because if you only have two color names, you're using them for a lot more things. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. So white could also have described something that was transparent Hmm. or something that was light yellow or pale gray or silver. So white was really broad that covered sort of all of the light colors. Interesting. Uh, So do you know more or less what time period this is where we just really had white and black? What, What kind of time era are we talking about here? Yeah, well, this is as far back as sort of recorded language goes. Okay. So, you know, back all the way to Old English. Interesting. Um, yeah. Mm. And, and it, but what's interesting is that it seems to be true in all languages. If they go, you go as far back as possible, they only have black and white as words for colors. Oh, fascinating. So, well, yes. what about black? What about black? Yeah, well, black is more complicated. Mm-hmm. So um, it originally covered even more colors than than what we think of today. It it the the word came from an an older word meaning burned. So huh. you think you know something black is burned, but it also meant pale or pallid or ashen. So it had mm-hmm. sort of that overlap a little bit, maybe even with white, hmm. and. Um, But even more complicated, it could also be used to describe something that was bright or shining or glittery, right? Because it it meant burned. And so a fire is burning. So you think of sparks or embers and and that, that was all contained within the idea of black. Hmm. So, so it took a long time for black to be limited to, to what we think of as it today. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And so fascinating. So I wonder what prompted us to start to have new colors like red, a word for red is the next one we're going to talk about, right? I mean, was there some kind of event in history? Was there something that prompted our world to start to give names to these colors? Sort of. So yeah, one thing that surprised me most is that so all languages have black and white. And then most languages, the next color that gets a name is red. Mm -hmm. And the theory is that it's because the color of blood. So, you know, you think about what people are encountering in the world, Mm -hmm. they're encountering Mm -hmm. their own blood, and it's red. So they wanted a name for it. But um, dirt can also be red, like red rocks. And yeah, um, so red also shows up in a lot of old place names that um, had red colored soil. So if you, you know, hear a city name like Radcliffe, Radclive, Red Mile, Redford, Rattery, mm-hmm. those all um, have their names, people think, because um, of the of the red in the, the soil around those places. So, so wow. those are some of the place names that yeah. come from the word red. Got it. Fascinating. I I think also last names too, right? Radcliffe, we know, is a a last name and that maybe that's where those names came from as well. Yeah. Right. And, 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 um, 
Yeah, well, White is actually one of the oldest English surnames, too. Mm -hmm. So if your last name is White, one of your long ago ancestors, you know, probably had blonde hair or especially <laughs> light skin. And um, I was wondering if, um, yeah, if someone, you know, with the last name Radcliffe, maybe did they have red hair? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and then that, that brings, that is actually a really interesting tidbit because, um, you know, what you think about why do we call redheads? redheads because they're you know redheads hair is much more orange right. than red mm -hmm. but but when that word emerged as a, a color word for hair mm -hmm. english didn't have the word orange uh -huh. so okay. red encompassed orange at the time when people came up with the idea of someone being a redhead i love that fascinating yeah. Yeah. oh we okay the word for orange until oh gosh i think it i don't remember the year but um it was when the fruit the orange started being imported into english-speaking worlds this podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer as a business owner or it manager are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why it's time for cloud optimizer as you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Got it. Okay, so we've got black, we've got red, we've got white. And what came next then in history? What what word did we get next for a color? Well, after red, um, most languages, not all, but most languages usually seem to come up with a word for yellow mm -hmm. or, this is so cool, a spectrum of colors that includes both green mm -hmm. and blue. So language experts call this word GRU. <laughs> it's a combination of green and blue. So so you can think of these as the five basic colors yeah. that most languages have is black, white, red, yellow, and GRU. <laughs> Got it. I love that. So they kind of made it do with those words, very limited, but went from there. And then what happened after that? I mean, where right. did the additional, do we know where the like other nuanced colors came from? Or oh, yeah, there are so many great stories. Mm. So, so in, in English today, you know, and we th is thought of as having 11 main colors. So those five basic ones, mm -hmm. plus brown, orange, pink, purple, and gray. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting is some languages, some of your listeners will know this, have yes. some languages have more or different words. For example, like Russian, Greek, and Turkish all have separate words for light blue and dark blue. Yeah. But, you know, in English, we just call them blue or you know, we have specialized names like ultramarine or something like that. But mm, uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, you know what I mean? I think when we're learning a new language, it, it can be a little frustrating because we want to describe something very specific, but maybe the word doesn't even exist in that second language. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, turquoise, that's sort of a bluish color. And mm -hmm. that comes from the old French word for Turkish. Mm -hmm. And they think because um, of the turquoise colored stone, you know, yeah. the turquoise stone. Yep. was originally imported from the Turkish region. That makes sense. So it yeah. came from Turkey, so it's called turquoise. That makes total sense. The Turkish I love that. region. Yeah, no, <laughs> so great. And then, um, 
you know, pink is an especially interesting color. It was originally nothing like what we think of as pink today. So hmm. it refer it was a greenish yellow pigment found in lakes um, hmm. that was made by combining vegetable coloring matter with a white hmm. base, like a metal oxide. Wow. Um, and it wasn't even really the the first use of pink wasn't really even a color. It was hmm. more of a description of the process for making it than the color. Uh-huh. So um, the Oxford English Dictionary says that there were colors like green pink, brown pink, pink, yellow. So it was more of a description of how you made the color than- Got it. Got it. And did that kind of die out just because things weren't being made that way, like because of processing or manufacturing or- That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I actually, I don't think that was it because it was in the 1600s when pink started being used to mean the light red color we think of today. Mm -hmm. And and I know that chemical processes for colors came later. So- and, and ha- I think they think that sort of how it's got its name was so, so roundabout. It was related to the flower Dianthus. The, okay. um, and sometimes they're called pinks and, um, but not because of the color. So if you think of the word pink, if you've ever done any sewing, you mm. know about something called pinking shears. Mm, don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, so they make it. They're a special kind of scissor that makes a scalloped or a zigzag edge on a fabric. Okay, it, like scissors with little like it's like back and forth zigzag pattern. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's called pinking. They're called pinking shears. Oh. So that's an entirely different meaning of the word oh pink. And the flower, the dianthus, the edge of the flower looks like what you get when you use pinking shears. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so yeah, so the flower was called pink because of the pattern around the edge of the flower. But then the flower itself is the color we think of as pink today. And so (laughs) there's this totally roundabout way of the shape of the color of the the flower. Pink came to mean the color of that flower that we think of today. (laughs) Amazing. How language is so complex. It's so rooted in history and etymology is fascinating. You know, we should do more of this on the show for sure. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And then in the 1500s, there were other words you could use to describe the color pink though, before we started Mm -hmm. using pink. And um, if you think about it, like for, for a white, person, our our skin is kind of pink. Mm -hmm. And so um, the word incarnate, which comes from the Latin word for flesh, was used to describe things that were pink. Okay, Um, And and you you wouldn't say something was incarnate. Like you wouldn't say that flower is incarnate. Right. But you would say, you would describe it as more of an incarnate color. Uh, so hmm. it was it was sort of borderline a color name, but it was one way that people described pink before they had the word pink. So love it, love it, fascinating too. I love that. What about all these colors, gray and brown? Those kind of colors. What about those? Right. Well, they come from. Let's see. Right. Well, they come from also very old words that go back mm-hmm. to old English. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are just, they were sort of there all along mm-hmm. and they came from natural things. You know, before the 1800s, I think it was, yeah, mm-hmm. before the 1800s, all our colors came from natural sources. So, um, you know, it, it's funny, like maroon comes from the French word for the color of a chestnut, okay. for example. But then in the 1800s, because of advances in chemistry, mm-hmm. uh, people could suddenly make synthetic dyes. Nice. There was an explosion of new color and yeah. 
particularly the French, um, because of the fashion industry, just got mm-hmm. really into all these new colors and naming them. So a lot of the names for um, colors from that time um, mm-hmm. come from French words. So oh, I love mauve, it. Yeah, mauve comes mauve. from French. Ecru mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. is the French mm-hmm. word for um, raw or unbleached because it's yeah. the color of unbleached linen. And wow. yeah, it's just, it was just, yeah, the, the history, I could just go on and on and on. But, <laughs> but um, you know, aquamarine comes from mm-hmm. Latin, meaning seawater. Oh, um, interesting. So, yeah. So yeah. The, the 1800s were really the time for new colors, though. Yeah, I love that. I mean, for our listeners, I know that a lot of our listeners are going to love this episode because they love language for language itself, right? I mean, we talk about a lot about human connection and that's our overall value. But guys, sometimes it's really fun just to nerd out on language, right? Go deep into these words. And this is also a really great way for our listeners here, Mignon, to improve their very nuanced vocabulary. So guys, go onto your own kind of research adventure here. Go deeper into this topic. You know, research the word khaki and what that color is, beige burgundy. These are all the nuanced colors that are beyond the basics. That'll make your language a lot deeper. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And I find it helps me remember the words too. You know, I know that Mm -hmm. tangerine, the fruit, um, has its name because it was imported from Tangier. So, you know, that can help you remember too. A lot of the the etymology can often help you remember uh, the word too. Absolutely. Well, thanks for getting us started on this topic today, Mignon. Fascinating one. I love it. We have never done anything like this before. So thanks for coming on. So let us know where our listeners can find Grammar Girl podcast. You bet. Well, just search for Grammar Girl anywhere you get your podcasts and it'll pop right up and, you know, hit subscribe and tell your friends. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.